Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sans Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. Just a quick disclaimer. We are not medical doctors, therapists, or dietitians. So please check with an allied health professional before making any changes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Super Gym Friends. I'm Adam. I'm Zach. And I'm Trent. And today's topic is... Sleep. <laughs> it's not... Yeah, we're not yelling after this one, because, yeah. uh, you know, we gotta, we got to get everybody nice and relaxed. Hey, nice hey, and relaxed. Zach, what is sleep? And- what yeah yeah Webster's <laughs> <laughs> dictionary describes sleep as the time when you are not awake, baby. They say that well, as well, baby. Well, actually, I wanted to start off with a little bit of a less restful topic. So this will have come and gone a little bit by the time all the listeners, uh, by the time this episode comes out. However, this weekend or the weekend of that we're just passed by the time we're recording was Olympia weekend. So I'm sure oh, neither of you guys so know you got what no that sleep. is. <laughs> I, know, I actually oh, do know what that is actually. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure. Is it like the, the Mr. Olympia event or is it that? Yeah. 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 I get you. Yeah. yeah. All the, they're jacked as hell. Yeah. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh yeah. It's the essentially like the pinnacle bodybuilding competition, uh, happening in Las Vegas, this year and right just wanted to throw some attention over that way and say Big Rami came out looking absolutely ridiculous. If you guys want to look him up, I want to see your reactions. Look up Big Rami Olympia 2021. Actually saw it on Facebook. It's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he has How? He's just he's always been huge, hence the name, but this year he really managed to pull in some conditioning and like same thing with last year, but like waistline for a lot of the opens guys. So like there's different categories and opens is like the big, the biggest of any, um, they've always had trouble with waist and bubble gut, but he just managed to pull his waist in to a ridiculous degree, which is, which is nuts. And his back just had way better separation. It's partly Um, genetics. Yeah. Like he's got some blessed genetics, right? Oh yeah. No doubt. Like, 
there is, you kind of look at the factors that pretty much anybody who hits that, like the world level or like top of the world in any sort of sport, but especially in bodybuilding where it's such like a visual thing, it's everybody's doing PEDs. So everybody's doing steroids and everybody's training their ass off and eating with exceptional diet. Must be so nice. The real big difference is peak. So like in the weeks beforehand, how people, um, like the last few weeks, how they peak properly. And then the, and as well as genetics. So it's like, yep. that's, is one of those arguments when people are like, oh, steroids is cheating. And if you're doing it in a competition where not everybody is, 100%, that's cheating. Back on the but steroids conversation again. We always circle back around to it steroids. Permeates bodybuild- <laughs> it permeates bodybuilding in the fitness industry. Yeah. You can't talk fitness yeah, without course. having it uh, pop its, rear its ugly head. So is steroids uh, something that people often... It's, is that like something that everyone here in this competition is using? Of oh, every single publicly IFBB is that Or is it illegal? Like, <laughs> it's illegal to own but like technically not illegal to use, but it's the genetics and the hard work, which really uh, shine through. But so for everybody who like says there, there is a tendency to kind of label people on steroids as like, Oh, you're cheating to get ahead. But it's in some cases, maybe I'd agree where people just aren't putting in the work, but for the guys to get to that level, it's not cheating. Everybody's doing it. But the people who stand out are the ones who put in the work as well as use, um, PEDs. Hmm. And on top of that, also Chris Bumstead absolutely thrashing the classic physique uh, category. He just looked fucking insane. Classic physique. So it's a category. So it's like the essentially like the size down from opens. It's what like Arnie's era bodybuilding. um, That's the sort of look that they try and create. And he just looks insane. And he also decided this year so last year he had his prep mustache which is he has one of the best mustaches (laughs) in all of social media that i've seen and this year he decided to top the mustache by both having it and also having a close cropped mullet as well so it was just all around mullet incredible look (laughs) just hell yeah so he's gonna be the one to beat for quite some time because, yeah, he, he doesn't seem to be uh, slowing down. He only seems to be getting better and better, which is incredible. Okay. Had to get that out. Had to talk about that. <laughs> so now into sleep. So when it... Actually, I'll, I'll throw it to you guys. What is your relationship to sleep like? What do you, If you had to, like, talk about it a little bit, yeah, what's your... I consider it an sleep? abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't sleep very user? well. Yeah, <laughs> I think we touched on this with like our caffeine episode. Uh, what sort of like, how much sleep do you get on like an average basis? Um, I reckon four to six hours a night, probably about five days a week, and then I might get my eight hours at, um, on my days off. But other than yeah. that, yeah, pretty much, uh, yeah. Four to six hours is probably a safe bet. Sounds like, great. Really, yeah, I mean, I'm always tired and I'm jacked up on caffeine, so... <laughs> mm. I function okay, I think. <laughs> Just do you, like, be four, to f- four to five or four to six hours is not 
Like, that's not a lot. What no. do you find is the biggest difficulty with getting something more like eight or ten hours sleep? Um, just so I've got so much to do in my day. And it's mm. like, I, 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 I've tried to cut... Um, I, I guess I sacrifice sleep to be able to enjoy my day. So I get my work done to get my me time to... Yeah, I get my workout time and all that mm. sort of stuff, you know. Just like I, I, I choose to cut it from there. And I guess my, my mind says I won't do it forever. And I'm not saying I'm going to catch up, but I'm just saying is that do it while I'm young and then kind of switch to a more healthier regime when I'm maybe in my 30s. Okay, well, maybe. That sounds maybe like going a brilliant through. plan. Trent, and it's working so far. Great. Yeah, it's working so far when you're fucking yourself. In. When you haven't had to cash the check. Yes, the meal is free until you need to pay the check, Trent. That is a great yeah, yeah, like, I love yeah. that metaphor. That's so good. Um, we'll, well, maybe after today's episode, we'll convince you to uh, start start uh getting more sleep because it's <laughs> not just like i do hear that sort of sentiment from a lot of people where it's like oh no sleep is just like a waste of time but I, what you find very quickly after getting continuous quality sleep is just how much it improves life like just things colors seem brighter music sounds better hmm. food tastes uh, more flavor <laughs> Trent, unsure whether or not this I'm, could possibly be true. Life it, it, better than this? I'm not joking. It genuinely is. Like, things just seem better when you have a good, like, high-quality sleep. It just, I don't know about you, Adam. Like, what's your what's your relationship with sleep like? Uh, it's been, like, on again, off again, I suppose. I went through a long period in high school where I had... Uh, like a phenomenal sleep schedule to the point where my body kind of naturally fell asleep and woke up without me having to do anything. I went through a period where I began, I I went a week at school before I realized that my alarm had died. The batteries in it had died and I had not noticed because I was routinely getting up at the same time anyway. That is the best shit ever. Like, I don't know if you... Do you still... Well, tell us a bit more. Like, finish off your... Uh, uh, what then, about now? When I hit uni, uh, it, it got, mm. to say a word, chaotic. And it, it had been chaotic <laughs> for some time since. Like, I would wildly, wildly different sleep uh, going to bed and waking up times. And that has persisted for some time. Every now and then, I have, like, a run where I'm like, no, I'll try now. And I do try, but then something like I, I, I typically will uh, uh, will get like, I don't know, just like way too involved in something like typically a video game, but also something like just browsing on YouTube or fucking whatnot or using the Internet until the wee hours of the morning. But for the last, I want to say six, eight months, maybe I've been on a pretty good streak. It wobbles every now and then. Like, I'll have a night where I'm like, oh, shit, it's 1 a.m. or something like that. But I kind of uh, dream of that. I kind of dream of that, Adam. <laughs> Trent, you can do it. Uh, like, it is possible. I, I, I just work early mornings, and I, I want to stay up late. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it, it seems like I'll be having an uphill battle trying to convince both of you. Adam, I think you'll be an easier sell. Trent, you're going to be a tough Dude, sell. Dude, oh, I'm, I'm in it now. I'm, I've got, like, decent yeah. times now. I, I think the worst thing for me now is having trouble 
uh, once I'm up in a morning, I'll, uh, I'll I want mm. to I waste basically an hour of every morning just in bed before I oh. actually force myself to get up and do anything. That, that is the best. I love it when I do night shift at my at one of my jobs, um, and I, I can I wake up like maybe an hour before. Well, mm. it's too. Yeah, I, I have a weird sleep schedule. I wake up like an hour before and just lay in bed, and it's like it's fantastic. But like, yeah, <laughs> so I I'm love not like enjoying in... that time though. I know I would be having more fun out of bed, or at least I would oh. be more. I would be better uh. out of bed. <laughs> I I can't. I'm the exact opposite. I get so antsy when I'm in bed. Like after I wake mm. up. I just get, like, really fidgety and restless. Like, sometimes if I'll have, like, my partner over and, like, they'll want to just, like, stay asleep. I, or, uh, my, just, like, my partner they'll does do the same. They'll want to stay in bed for a bit longer. And I just, I'll, like, they'll be like, oh, like, come cuddle. And we'll do it maybe for, like, a little bit of time. Mm. And then I'm like, no, nah, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I need to move. Like, I'm just... <laughs> I'll fucking start I'm kind of the same. My partner, spinning. when they're like low energy, physically or emotionally or whatever, they're like, I, I just want to lie in bed all day. And I yeah. can't do that. <laughs> I, I haven't got time that. for that. Yeah, yeah. But I have time for if I have, yeah, if I'm doing afternoon shift, I have time for it. If I'm doing, yeah, I, I don't have time otherwise in my schedule. I think um, also what you were saying, Adam, th- having a regular, one of the, greatest benefits of having a regular sleep schedule and not being continuously sleep deprived is being able to wake up before your alarm is so nice it is an absolute luxury because essentially it's like oh, how, i've how got something I, to drop on you after this alarm clock situation <laughs> Okay, but um, I I feel like I'll I'll most most days I'll be I'll wake up before my alarm hits, and on those days it feels like you're when you wake up you're like waking up from like a a, a bed of daisies. It's like a nice uh, summer feel, like all this grass is around. Five minutes before your alarm. Five minutes before your alarm is like the perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I I get that occasionally, (laughs) but otherwise it usually. I don't know if you can see my phone properly here, but. I have no, 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 no. Oh, my friend. I set about 20 alarms uh, probably to wake up in the morning to drag myself out of bed. Have you considered, can I hit you? Because you've got alarms. Can you go to the first alarm, sorry? Uh, So you've got an alarm every minute. Is that correct? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, So it's every minute starting at, Uh, oh um, my God, starting at, what is it? 3 3 a.m. 3 (laughs) a.m.? Yeah. Oh, is that just because this time... Well, it goes to 6. What? <laughs> it goes from 3 a.m. to 6 or you're, something. Sometimes I start at 5 a.m. Sometimes I start at like 4.30 a.m. So you just turn on the minutes every minute yeah. a lot. That's insane. That's so much effort to wake yeah. up. Uh, have yeah, you well, considered... Yeah, what? Have you considered putting your phone on the other side of the room at night... I so that because, when yep. the alarm goes off, you have to get up to turn it off. Um, I look. We already feel bad for my fiance who has to probably listen to those alarms. <laughs> I um, yeah, I feel terrible for. But I I had that the other day when I, I had my phone on the other side of the room. I I let my alarm go for about twenty minutes. Dude, come on! It was my day off. Can't be good. It was a day off, and I let my alarm. Why did you set your alarm on your day off? (laughs) Oh, it was just like I think. um, Zach, were you looking at it? It takes five minutes to turn his alarm off. (laughs) I get it. He's got other things to do. 
that yeah. sounds mm-hmm. awful. Yeah, not good. That is, yeah, like, no one believes so, that. Going back to what I was saying, like the waking up f- without an alarm, lovely. Waking up with a re- with an alarm feels like somebody's just. They're just like ripping your soul to wake you up. Like they just dig deep and like are pulling your consciousness out of wherever it is. And that is not fun. Like yeah. there's kind of going into our, into like a little bit of the look, taking a deeper look. When we do get woken up by alarm, it's an extremely stressful thing for our body to have happen. Um, extremely it's, stressful for me. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right. My body. Um, it, well, Adam, I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but you are actually connected to your body. Oh, loosely. Loosely. Who don't know? Science is out yeah, on that one. It, it like increases our heart rate and blood pressure quite significantly. And it's an amount of stress, which is palatable if done once. However, for people who use the snooze or who, like yourself, continuously set a bunch of alarms, what you're doing is you're putting your body through constant, regular periods of stress. Mm-hmm. It's just like you imagine starting your morning with just somebody screaming at your face, that's how then it they feels. disappear, and then they scream at your face again, and then they disappear, and you just have that. Like that's not a. It's really bad. <laughs> it's not a good way to way to start. And you're also limiting the amount of time that you could be asleep. Like, if you genuinely need to wake up at 6.30 and you set your first alarm at 5, that's half an hour of extra sleep you could be getting. And for somebody like yourself, that's it's not going to hurt to try and get every scrap of sleep that you can. So I would highly caution you uh, for continuing that sort of, like, alarm use. And instead, I would recommend uh, quite highly just... Biting the bullet, having one, and just getting up. Issue issue with that is is that sometimes I'm half asleep and I turn my alarm off and go back to sleep. Like Adam said, put it on the ground, put it far enough. You don't have to put room. it all the way on the other side of the room, but like put it far enough away that you can't just. The issue with that, that. is that if I somehow fall back asleep, I'm then, I'm then late for work. <laughs> well, then maybe this is this is a this is a controversial thought. Um, Maybe we try and get m- enough sleep that you don't need oh, to fall back asleep. Yeah, no, yeah. Maybe start at the back end. Like, like yeah, Look, see, yeah. I, I start. Know, yeah. I don't know if that necessarily works. I don't think I've ever woken up and been like, I'm done. Wait, I, seriously? Yeah, I don't think I've ever woken up and been like, I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could have any more sleep. I get that almost every day. Well, sometimes I'll wake up and sometimes it's just like, I'm done. Not because I couldn't get any more sleep, but just because I'm too restless right now to, to fall back asleep. But, um, yeah, I don't necessarily think that getting enough sleep is going to be the thing that solves this. I, I do, because I personally can say I do get enough sleep most of the time and you don't feel like going back to sleep. You feel like fucking I'm I literally like you swinging yourself out of bed and listening to some good music while you st- start the day. Surprise, like surprise. I suffered um, chronic fatigue uh, in, throughout my teens uh, when I was like uh, 15, like 17. Fr- from sleep-related, like fibromyalgia or um, sleep-related? Yeah, uh, so I went from glandular fever and developed oh. into chronic fatigue. 
Um, fibromyalgia specifically. Um, that that word was thrown around, but it was definitely yeah. chronic fatigue. That well, that was, that same thing. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. It was definitely that. And all I can say is that when the days I used to get like ten hours sleep a day, I would wake up and I'm still like, I can go back to sleep again. You know, like, yeah. Oversleeping, I know, can also make you feel feel more tired. But I during that period, I, I don't think it's quite. As like you know, you know, you, do you get your perfect eight hours or? Um, I fluctuate a bit, so I like sleep is an extreme pet interest of mine. I currently wear like one of my rings is a sleep tracker, so it's oh. like I've had multiple different sleep trackers. I've many. Uh, I've gone through about uh, six or seven different sleep supplements to find the ones that work best because I'm constantly chasing the high of a really quality sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, my average sleep, I will be in bed for around nine to 10 hours and I'll get around seven to eight hours of like actual sleep. So, um, yeah, I do pretty regularly get yeah not perfect, but like what I would consider like above average to like great sleep. Hmm. No, fair enough. No. But um, when it comes to sleep, I think what I want to uh, a good way to kind of start or or continue this conversation. I think I don't know about you guys, but if you've spent enough time in in the fitness industry, and it's honestly not you don't need to spend that long to hear this, but one common thing that's thrown around is that any sort of like progress in the gym or with any sort of goal is 70% diet, 30% training or 80% diet, 20% training. Is that something that you guys have heard before? Um, yeah, I, I heard like, yeah, majority it's just you diet and then yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've certainly heard like 90% diet, 10% anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a very classic one that gets thrown around, but I think it misses well, I know for a fact it misses an absolute key point. And if, although I think it's like very derivative and it isn't actually a very good metric to think about and it uh, doesn't have a huge amount of purpose, the way that I would rephrase it is it's 33% diet, 33% training, and 33% sleep. Because sleep is just with that final 1% being the mystery factor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The X factor. Razzle dazzle. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's knowing about log cabins, that extra 1%. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes Um, sense, yeah. (laughs) uh, And the reason for that is because all of the progress, speaking like specifically around uh, strength and muscle building, but also you can kind of transfer this over to any other goals that you have, but all progress that we get actually occurs during our rest period. So that's when we recover. Obviously, when we're in the training period, we're not actually making any changes or we're not uh, improving, I should say. Uh, What we are doing is damaging our muscles, causing fatigue, causing stress, which then through the process of recovery, we get something that's called super compensation. So we start... So if you imagine that we have a graph... When you you go for your your start point, you go for a training session, that graph dips down low. And then in the process of recovery, you actually have super compensation. So when you recover and come back, you don't come back to your starting point. You end a little bit higher up. And so sleep being the main period of time in which we 
are recovering, if we limit the amount of sleep that we're getting, we are severely handicapping our ability to make any sort of progress in the gym. Um, All in regards to weight loss or things like that, because sleep is just, it's important for every facet of our life. Um, On top of that, it's also going to dramatically affect our performance when sleep deprived we will not be able to hit the same weights that we were when we, or that we could if we were well rested. We will not be able to hit the same volumes. We will be far more prone to fatigue and our recovery after a session, obviously, is going to be far lower. Um, and one thing I think is a little bit more abstract, but especially REM sleep. So rapid eye movement is, it's an aspect of sleep, which gets, yeah, which gets thrown around a lot. And we'll talk about it a little bit more um, later on as well. But REM sleep is the period of time during our sleep in which we have memory consolidation. So what that means is that all the information that our brain takes in, because it's constantly, constantly getting fed uh, lots and lots of different pieces of information. Um, all of that is consolidated and it's essentially like categorized within our minds during that period of REM sleep. And say we are a beginner going to the gym and we have just been told, oh, we've just got a new programming or we're with a new personal trainer and they're trying to teach us a ton of different movements as they should and as is, is important to do when we first begin. If we are not recovering properly, there we are extremely limiting our ability to improve in our movements if we don't allow for this period of memory consolidation because it's not just enough to learn it in the moment we also need that time of processing in our subconscious when we are asleep so it's also really key for our like actual execution of exercise as well, which I think is something that's not really talked about, but is is still definitely a key factor. Um, yeah. Hmm. So, what I think will is good to go through next is kind of the different stages of sleep because there's a ton of different stages, as I'm sure you're all aware, and depending on the stage, it has different effects and different utility to the body. So. In our four stages of sleep, we have non-REM sleep in our stage one version. So that's kind of like just the very beginning period of sleep. It's when we kind of are not necessarily when we just go to bed, but when we really start to uh, try and wind. Like after our wind down period, when we close our eyes and we're like, this is the time when I'm actually going to go to sleep. It should uh, it shouldn't be ultra quick. Any times, it's normally around 8 to 15 minutes is the optimal range for uh, falling asleep. If we are falling asleep really dramatically, like if we go hit the the hay and we just fall straight to sleep, it's a key sign of excess like stress on the body or uh, sleep deprivation. So anywhere between like that, 8 to 15, 5 to 15 minutes is... Uh, when we should be trying to get to sleep, that sort of period of time. And obviously, the caffeine can affect that. 
Oh, mm. caffeine's going to affect it in the opposite direction as well, mm. where it's going to take way oh, yeah. longer. That to get forty-five to sleep. minutes sometimes it can be for me to wind down. That I feel like I you kind of just sit there and watch. I was the about to say that felt a little bit too like you just had that number off the top of your head. Uh, last night uh, I kind of suffered with that. <laughs> I kind of was just watching the clock and trying to wind down. Forty-five minutes, yeah, even that's, then, that's and, brutal. And even then, I kept on like falling asleep, waking up, and then going through the same process again. It happened to me twice, but yeah, like, I, I I don't know. Oddly, something I was watching last night, maybe in preparation mm. for this. Mm. Were you, were you, wait, what were you watching last night? Oh, just watching the clock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, interestingly, like, different things that we watch as well before, like, the sort of media of any sort that we're consuming before bed will also have an effect on how easily we can get to sleep. Blue light Also, well. like, uh, that we'll talk about a little bit later, but I mean more like the content of what we watch. Okay. Like, uh, having or watching really stressful media before we do go to bed is going to lead to more stressful dreams. So for people who are far more conscious of what they're dreaming about, and if you aren't, actually a really easy way to start remembering your dreams is as soon as you wake up in the morning, grab out your phone or if you have a notebook beside you and just write down anything that you remember. If you don't remember anything, write uh, no memory of dreams and just the act of consciously trying to remember what you just dreamt of will over like a very short period of time. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Time, it's normally like five to seven days, will start to adjust your, uh, your memory of your dreams and then you'll start to be able to remember them. But I know for myself... And for a few other people that I've talked to about this, the more, or the if they're consuming really uh, stressful, dramatic, dark, grim uh, content before they go to sleep, 
they have a lot more stressful, not necessarily nightmares, but just stressful dreams where like weird things start to happen in ways that are not fun versus they'll watch like a cartoon or something, or they'll read like a more enjoyable, fun, lighthearted book before they go to bed. And they find that their dreams afterwards are much better, but also just having thoughts racing about something that's a lot more grim will also affect our ability to get to sleep, which is never good either. Um, what's been, so what sort of shows do you guys watch normally? It's very common for people to like watch a TV show or um, read a book. Do you guys have, what have you been currently I uh, don't tend to watch a lot of just like TV shows. I tend mm-hmm. to just, there's this video I like on YouTube where it's just um, slowly they like rise tension and then you get hit with a jump scare and it's like that for six hours straight. Mm. And I make sure to watch it at least twice before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah, for 12 hours of the day. Yeah, Yeah. so um, I would say, and I would say I feel like recently or ever since I started that, I feel like my heart rate has never been higher constantly. (laughs) Mm. I've never been more on edge. I've I've never gotten any less done in the day. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like it has definitely expanded my ability to cry. Um, yeah. I just weep mm. uncontrollably and randomly now sometimes. Yeah. And so for those who are unaware, what Adam is trying to do is he's trying to improve the ability of his heart to pump blood around his body. So by increasing oh, no. the stress no. levels. No? No, I'm just trying to ruin it. Okay. I, look, I was being sarcastic. It's not actually what he's doing. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, uh, there's a few things that I might be watching before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, obviously, I guess a video game. Sometimes, yeah. I might be uh, watching a. I, I've just nearly finished a series called Burn Notice. Oh, good series. Which, oh, yeah. Good series, yeah. Yeah, I'm watching. Front to front to back for the first time ever. I mm-hmm. have never really consumed it all at once. So like a TV show, and then sometimes just YouTube videos. Yeah, I, I keep to more lighthearted comedy mm. towards going to, to bed. Yeah, like I, I like a good horror film to get me wrong, but no, not before bed. <laughs> not before. Not bed. not all the time. I I, I, oh. I know how that works. I I, I kind of get a grasp of that works. <laughs> Have you guys, like, what has been the scariest horror movie that you've seen and how does it affect, like, do you remember how it affected your sleep? The Mm. scariest horror movie? I don't know. Or, like, the one that's affected your sleep the worst? Because it's not, I find that it's not always the scariest movie, but, like, some just have some concept in it that just keeps you awake even if the movie itself wasn't terribly scary. I I think I just kind of have, like, I have this memory of a dream when I was, like, four years old and I think for some reason I'd seen like the image of from the ring like the the the, the witch or whatever that creature is is it the ring like the one that comes through the TV that one yeah yeah that's, that's the, the ring yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the ring I, or rings I yeah. believe was one of the the more recent ones I, yeah. I, don't, I don't actually know I guess I remember seeing an image of that when I was very young or yeah. seeing a part of the movie or I don't know what I was doing but I have this vivid memory of this nightmare I had where the the computer in the, the family computer uh, would glow green. Um, and I just remember the, that that 
creature being there. <laughs> and yeah, um, don't want that. Yeah, and so like obviously I understand that horror does affect you. I think I think it's everyone's kind of go to. Like I, I know my partner. Like we will watch a horror, and we have to put on Pixar straight afterwards. Yeah. Oh, like some eye bleach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember um, this was I think last year maybe. Uh, I watched The Invisible Man, the new one, which is not the scariest movie I've seen. It's definitely not. But the new one with, uh, is it Elizabeth Banks? I forget her name. Uh, I don't think it's Elizabeth Banks. Uh, somebody else can look Oh, yeah, what the call. fuck? Elizabeth- yeah, it's definitely not Elizabeth <laughs> I don't know. Pe- I don't know who the fuck people are, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I it like, is very weird. not Elizabeth Banks. Wow, I, gotten- I fucked that name up heavy in my mind. That one's kind of like where, like, it's essentially the, Invisible Man, right? Like, ho- like Hollow Man? Yeah, uh, mm. yeah, Hollow Man, I guess, is a similar vein concept, of right? movie. Yeah, yeah it's concept. a little bit... Well, I don't know what Hollow Man Elizabeth is, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, that's the mm. one. Elizabeth um, Moss. It's about, like, a... Well, the concept of the movie is basically, what if uh, your gaslighting partner had the ability to go invisible? And so it's it's an incredible movie. It's really good, and I think the story behind it is just phenomenal because it is just such like a a uh, great sort of example of the the havoc that an abusive relationship can cause. But the way that it's filmed is so specifically evil, and I just oh, it's awful. So what they'll do is they will have most of the shots just completely off center where all of the sort of content of the shot is happening like in the one half of the frame. And then the other half just lingers on an empty part of the room and it's nothing might happen. Like in most of the time, nothing happens in that corner, but it's just this idea that there could be something in the corner always and you would never know. And for some reason, that like just like they're got... including a person who might not be, might may or may not be there, or who exactly. may be an invisible man. <gasps> no, I don't think it would be an invisible man. Like you'd think that they put that in the title if it, if that was what was going to happen. Zach, do I have um, news for you? Tell me that news, Adam. I want to hear it. Uh, uh. Wow, you really fumbled that one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, quickly, I was like trying to think of news, and then I was like, what if I just Googled some news? And then a little no. man. So there's this little guy in my oh brain. Oh my God. It's this little man in my brain. <laughs> Here we go. He sits yep. at a desk, and he sits right before words come out of my mouth. He's got his feet up on the desk. He's reading a broadsheet. He's got it out in front yep. of him. And every now and then, as a thought, as, a, as something's about to come out of my mouth, he'll lower the newspaper, and he'll be like, don't worry about it. And the thought will be like, I guess not. And it won't come out of my mouth. And it'll be like, my job here is done. A broadsheet's a newspaper, right? Yeah, a broadsheet is a newspaper. Who calls it a broadsheet? Are you in the 1920s? Like, what the hell's going on there, Adam? Uh, I don't think I need to be in the 1920s to call it a broadsheet. Um, It's a newspaper. My young, young friend... the first person to reference it as a broadsheet. Like, in a conversation with myself, like... Right? mm. Never heard that. My You're dad has read the newspaper Adam. every day of his life. It's always been newspaper. I've never heard yep. him say broadsheet, and he's from that era. <laughs> he's old. <laughs> I don't think. I think broadsheet came in after that. Anyway, 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 anyway. anyway, 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 anyway. Neither, neither hide nor hair to do with sleep. You're talking about sleep, my friend Zach. Yeah, yeah. So 
I was, I remember like after watching that movie for the next three or four days, just like lying in bed, not being able to go to sleep because I would just stare at the corner of my room. And it's like, I know nothing's there and I know it's just empty space, but something about it just like, oh, burrowed into my mind and was just well, wreaking havoc. But so stage two of our sleep is uh, non-REM sleep stage two. That's what it's considered. Uh, it's where we start to have slight decreases in body temperature as well as heart rate uh, begins to slow, which tend to be, well, because our a lot of our, a lot of the time blood is responsible for our thermal regulation. That's part of the reason that our body temperature drops. And this is when the brain start to, starts to relax as well. And stage two is, it normally lasts for around 20 minutes. Um, after that, we get non-REM sleep stage three. And this is where our muscles start to relax. This is also the deepest part of our sleep. And it's where our blood pressure and breathing rate drops to a to the lowest point. So ironically, or it's REM sleep is typically considered to be like the deepest part of our sleep, or I've heard that sentiment a bit. So it's not actually REM sleep because our mind uh, tends to, it, it wakes up a little bit so that it can do all of the memory, co- memory consolidation and all of the weird and wackiness of our dreams itself. So that is the fourth stage of our sleep, which is REM, rapid eye movement, where the brain wakes itself up uh, our body essentially becomes immobilized. So there's a certain signal which cuts off our neurological function. So our brain can have a concept of itself that is doing things within the dream, but it stops our body from like walking around and doing things. Obviously, there are circumstances where that's untrue. So have we had a conversation about how I recently encountered that for the first time ever? Sleep paralysis? Ooh, oh, we, man. We'll get to that as well. I'll, <laughs> I'll throw it back to you in a sec. Because, um, yes, yeah, sleep paralysis is one of them. Uh, sleepwalking is where that just doesn't occur. Where um, So it's actually it's the kind opposite of, the opposite, of sleep paralysis. Yeah. Yep. Um, another one is, to a lesser extent, is sleep talking. That's one I'm extremely guilty of. I will have many conversations with people in my sleep. But yeah, sleep paralysis is definitely what sounds like, to me, the worst one. So, so I, Adam, cop, what's been... I cop that every few months as well. Ugh. And I also, I have the sleepwalking too. I have done that. Ugh. And I have a story about that one too. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's your experience with sleep paralysis, Adam? I, so, it wasn't even, like, typically a sleep paralysis story has this awful... Like sort demon? Of, yeah. There'll be like yep. people will often reference like something sitting on their chest or someone standing at the end of their bed. And it's typically yep. a really horrific experience. But for me, it was kind of more of a like a I don't I don't even really I hesitate almost to call it even stressful. But what happened was I was dreaming. I realized I was dreaming. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't like if it was a bad dream, like I was having a nightmare, but it was a regular nightmare. But yep. in the regular nightmare, I realized what was happening and I realized I wanted to wake up and I couldn't move much of my body. So I could still move just my hand and I was sleeping next to my partner. So I just started jabbing them with my finger in an Ooh. effort to wake them up so that they would wake me up. And they sure enough rolled over and were like, Adam, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> I don't think that's sleep paralysis. I feel so sleep something paralysis- similar. I feel something similar is that I'm trying to fight the sleep paralysis and I'm trying with all my might 
to like move my body uh, and I might be able to adjust slightly, but like I, I feel like I shake and then I eventually just pass out from like, I can't breathe. That's like Jesus. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> see, that sounds horrific. Yeah. <laughs> I might be wrong here, but what Adam? I'm not sure about you, Trent, but what Adam you were talking about doesn't sound exactly like sleep paralysis. Where sleep paralysis, it sounds more like a uh, a weird lucid dream. So lucid dreaming being where we are uh, conscious of the fact that we are dreaming whilst in the dream itself. Mm-hmm. What sleep paralysis is is when we are awake. So we actually wake up. However, our brain hasn't reconnected to our body. So we are in, we are conscious, fully conscious in the real world, but we haven't, yeah, we haven't been given back the ability to move yet. Feels like in a car, like you've got the accessories on, but the engines aren't running. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. and um, it's very typical. Yeah, for a little bit of the dream world to almost leak into that reality, where it it is conscious, but it's not it's not entirely conscious. Where yeah, people do. I, I remember I was talking to a friend about this, and they quite often have sleep paralysis. And I'm uh, sorry, I just quickly googled it. It is possible mm-hmm. to have isolated um, sleep paralysis or. Like it is possible to be able to move parts of your body. Still. Yeah, that's but how I feel. You were I saying feel. that you were in your, you were still yeah. in your dream. Were you? I a- thought I was, but uh, look, I don't know exactly what happened to me necessarily. But uh, yeah, it could have been lucid dream. But I, it wasn't. It couldn't have been lucid dreaming because I moved my body. Mm. Lucid dreaming, you feel like you almost have a bit more control of your dream. But like, yeah. in this situation, I I feel like I can usually move partly like not even partly i might be wriggling like a worm almost <laughs> but yeah. or i'm trying Classic. to and i just feel like uh, if i'm yeah I, I guess when you're pushed down in your chest but like i feel like i'm pushing as much weight um as i can and my body won't move mm. Mm. Oof. yeah that sounds super fun. stressful and awful <laughs> yeah all the stories i hear about sleep paralysis are just terrible terrible stories sleepwalking um, once i um going on to the other side of that, sleepwalking, I would, uh, my friend has a good story of how when we lived together, um, how I stood up while he was sitting on a recline while I was sleeping on my bed. Um, I started searching frantically underneath the bed and he goes, Trent, you're all right? You're good? Yeah. Uh, and I look back at him while like, kind of like in that um, sleepwalking moment, like, have you seen them? And he goes, what? Uh, the oh, red, no. blue, Yellow. And in my mind, I was in the Sonic world. You'd been activated, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> world. And I was looking for the emeralds. But You're to the him... Manchurian <laughs> Candidate. You got fucking Manchurian Candidate, my friend. Oh, my God. And I recall it. But I recall it from a Sonic the Hedgehog dream. And he recalls it for me creepily jumping out of bed, looking under uh, my, my bed, and then asking for where the crystals are. Did you find the crystals? In my dream, yes. Under the bed, no. <laughs> Congratulations on finding the crystals. That's very exciting. Yeah. The, the emeralds. That's right. The emeralds. That's what they emeralds, call Emeralds, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've heard a much worse story. So, yeah, from a friend of mine who he's quite often gets uh, sleep paralysis demons. He was saying that uh, his worst one... So, this was when he was living with his 
his brother and his and his uh, parents. He was lying in bed, woke up, body couldn't move, and one thing that like continuously or his demon, which seems to continuously appear, is a very like ring like, but like a lady in a white dress whose face is really obscured and. You know, typically a lady in a white dress, not yeah. super spooky, but oh! in your in your room at night, yeah, I yeah, 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 where she should have been, extremely being very spooky. Mean about my phobia of weddings, <laughs> <laughs> spooky for a different reason then. <laughs> um, but he he was saying that on this one occasion, and it's it's happened before, but this was like the worst time. He literally just he was in bed, and all he could do was like see. And talk. So he literally just started screaming and crying. Like, not deliberately, but it just tears started coming out of his face. And his brother rushed in. And even at that point, like, when his brother was coming in, it was like, what's happened? What's happened? Like, are you okay? He was just... He, he couldn't point, couldn't do anything. He was just saying, she's there. Like, the white lady's there. And... Oh, <laughs> it freaked his the brother out as well. white lady's there. Which yeah. is just not, not great either. What's scary about that? You gotta yeah, always no. <laughs> be on the lookout for white ladies. Um, so I think the last thing we'll end on for today is one thing that I want you want. I think everybody should be thinking about when it comes to sleep is sleep is an extremely expensive activity for the body to take. To go into this period of REM sleep when we dream, it takes up a lot of energy that is not just purely for recovery. We're spending time to reawaken the brain. And to have it go through all of this, all of this processing. And so, as we've mentioned before, the body is an efficiency machine. It is hell bent on doing thing things as effectively and um, efficiently as possible. So it wants to spend the least resources it needs to. So when we kind of look at the body in that mindset then we need to, I guess a logical conclusion from that is that sleep has some purpose. So one of those purposes is obviously memory consolidation that is occurring during REM sleep. But another purpose is that our dreams, although very obscure and abstract, when we think back on them, do have, uh, this is obviously a little bit more, uh, it's not nothing confirmed, but it's just a bit more conceptual work, which I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on, but our dreams will have some problem-solving capacity. It will be some function of the brain to run us through certain situations. Obviously, the one not exactly like the ones that we're going to go through because dreams are quite typically very strange, but will run us through situations that we might be exposed to in the future or ones that we're trying to get prepared for. So... Um, a very common dream or one that gets talked about a lot is like waking up at school uh, or being in school without any clothes on or without your pants on. And what that is obviously not going to prepare you for being at school without any clothes on because that would very likely never happen. However, it is preparing you to deal with the consequence of social embarrassment, to deal with like being in an awkward situation around peers or people that you need to have respect you and like how to deal with that. And a little bit of that is about here's like a little bit of problem solving, but it's also an element of uh, if we 
expose you to this now, if it does occur later on, the effects of it will be lessened as well. So uh, that's a little bit of a hypothesis. Get, get as some life to lessons some of the in your functions dreams. Of yeah. dreams. Yeah. However, can you please explain why I every snake in my dream is technically venomous in my opinion, but when I get bitten by it, I, I'm more good in the dream. I just because take then- it off. Because your brain's good at storytelling and your brain's like, well, then the story would just end. No, no, it keeps going. It keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He died from It doesn't want to end. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Maybe you're immune. Maybe it's your brain trying to tell you that you're immune to snake venom. Ah. Mm. Only one way to find <laughs> Only out. Only one way to find out. Yeah. Tell you what, you live in... One might say the greatest country to find out, mm. though another might say the worst country to find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is really funny that there's this stigma around Australia about it being like so dangerous. But it's it's just not. It's not that dangerous. Like I've, I've Australia's not that lifetime. dangerous, says man who lives in C B D. Most people do. Most people live in the suburbs of the C B D, but I've heard I've literally heard people like particularly Americans who are like, No, I could never go to Australia. Like it's I don't want to get injured or I don't want to get hurt or like bit by snakes. It's like that just doesn't happen to 90, 95% of that of the population. I'm not too scared about a venomous or poisonous animal, but I am scared of a kangaroo. Kangaroo. Yes. I am way more yeah. likely to be killed by a kangaroo <laughs> than I am a spider or a snake. They're fucking I, vicious. Uh, I don't know if that's true, actually. No, no, no. I kangaroos are be. vicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think I, might... I know they're vicious, but like, what is? I, I would. I, how do you even look this up? But like, kangaroo. The Australian statistics? mortality. Yeah, the mortality rate from kangaroos versus uh, spiders and snakes. Actually, you know what? I reckon I could just Google snakes or spiders <laughs> and snakes. Australian animal killed Deadly. most. People. Nah, no, most deadly is going to get people being like, well, this is the most venomous. Yeah, what I true. want is what has killed the most people in Australia. Yeah, look, not you people in regards, but like I hear their tactics on like luring like animals trying to hunt them. Like they'll go <laughs> jump in a, they'll jump in a lake. Of, yeah. Have they'll you ever heard of this tail. What is this? Say that again. So, Red, you go on. Yeah, yeah. So kangaroos to lure like uh, if they're getting attacked by an animal, they'll jump into a lake. And they'll sit on their tail, and um, basically, if the animal comes into the water, they'll try and drown uh, drown the animal by like setting its legs onto it, by sitting on its tail. Oh. And, yeah, now, they will lure people into oh. bodies of water and fucking drown them. Yeah, I don't like know if that's them. people. I think that's more like it's not people. Yeah, yeah, it's like essentially dog. Yeah, basically, grab your dog if you ever see that happening. But people kind of know. Jesus. <laughs> I just found a Wikipedia article that's like, here are animals in Australia that will attack you. But <laughs> it doesn't have like a top 10 list. Don't trust emus either. That's another one as well. Let me go near an emu. Oh my God. We've had a buffalo attack in Australia. How? 2005. Mm. Well, there's, I'm assuming it's, there's like a wildlife reserve in South Australia where a lot of, because there's a lot of empty space. A lot of, Australia is a lot of just empty, useless space. But, uh, not useless, I suppose, but a lot of empty space. And uh, there's a lot of spaces in Australia that can very easily recreate other places in the world. And so there's a massive conservation reserve in South Australia where they're like, well, if an animal would live in similar conditions, we can... Because there's no one fucking out here. 
No one's going to come poach buffalo here in Australia. So we could fucking just re rekindle the species here. Mm. So we've got... Okay. Like, we I, have I may, buffalo uh, in Australia. Mm. I may have to... Um, pull back my statement because I uh-huh. did find a list of the top 30 most dangerous animals in Australia yeah. based on mortality. Oh, there so you go. The, the top one is horses and horses, ponies, <laughs> and donkeys with uh, 77 deaths yeah, between 2001 and 2007. We get so much, it's like um, you're so much more likely to be killed by someone you know than someone you don't know because you just have more contact with people you, that you know. Yeah, Obviously, exactly. We yeah. have so much more contact with horses. That doesn't count. That's okay, not fair. Outside of those animals, which yeah. I think you would consider that. Kangaroos are the net. There like, you go. Are the highest. Yeah, yeah. Because eighteen deaths. It's deceptive because kangaroos. You're like, oh, look at that cute animal, mm-hmm. and then you don't realize it's fucking ripple. It's absolutely fucking jacked. Yeah, jacked to shit, and it's fucking oh, mad. Have a look at the photo that they show for kangaroo. Like, yeah. that is a huge. Oh yeah, kangaroo. Yeah. It's buff as yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kangaroos get big, dude. They yeah. can easily get to two meters or more. Crikey. Yeah, very funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, today we learnt uh, that Zach's uh, guide to guide to life is 33% diet, 33% exercise, 33% sleep. And 1% log cabin analogies. Yes, mm, and 1% log important. cabin ana- analogies. I don't save these at the end, but I will save this one. <laughs> <laughs> And then we learnt the stages of sleep. Yep. Which so we have uh, stage one of... So non-REM sleep stage one, non-REM sleep stage two, non-REM sleep stage three being the deepest, and then REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep in which we dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that also encompassed... Yeah. And that also encompassed... Uh, we had a short chat about what we do before bed, including the media we watch and how we watch it being both important. Yep. And just how, obviously, like, just general stuff about how sleep is important for recovery, growth. It's just, yeah, great for everything. And mm. in our next episode, we'll go for one more episode on sleep where we'll get dive into a little bit more of the specifics of what makes a good night's rest, how we can really... Uh, cultivate good sleep hygiene and also what makes a bad night's sleep. Some of the things that we should be trying to eliminate and how they affect our sleep for the worse. Can't sure. wait! Can't wait to tick each of those boxes. Like, uh, oh, yep, this yep, is, yep, that's yep, the yep, one yep. where I think we'll be. We'll, I'll be convincing both of you Ooh. to uh, prioritize sleep a bit more. Don't know you've got me interested. Me. You've got me interested. Well, that's well, good. Hell yeah! All right. And on that note... And on that note... Oh, no, ooh. please. Happy lifting. Thanks for listening to Super Gym Friends. Once again, we are not medical doctors, physiotherapists, or dietitians. So please check with a healthcare professional before making any changes. If you want to get in touch, email us at supergymfriends at gmail.com. And to continue the conversation or to speak directly to resident bumpy man Zach himself about in-person or online training, links to our Discord and Zach can be found in the show notes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.